Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on this fantastic Friday morning. John Tabor running the board for us back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. We look forward to some high school basketball as four area teams get ready to go after state championships this weekend including Simsboro. The Tigers chasing after that first title since 1975. Their head coach, Josh Brown, joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How you doing this morning, Coach? Doing good. How are you guys? Good. You've been down there for a while now. Uh, you guys getting ready to hit a, hit the court here later on for a little shoot-around or practice? Yeah, that's it. We're uh, leaving here in 15 minutes. Going to get a practice in this morning. Before we get into your matchup for this uh, state championship game against Zawali, let's uh, put it in rewind a little bit and uh, bring back your performance against uh, Hicks in the semifinal game. What were your biggest takeaways in this nice victory for you guys in the semis? Well, we did exactly what we what we wanted to do, what we set out to do. You know, we had a game plan. We, we studied Hicks. They were a very good team, very good shooters, uh, but we really wanted to control that pace. And uh, Hicks did a really good job the first half of kind of keeping us from doing that. But I feel like we warmed down in the third quarter. And then once we got that double-digit lead, pulled the ball out and made them come guard us, we knew that we had a pretty good chance to win that game. You're up 28-21 at the half. What is your message to the team? Because whatever you said, it worked as you outscored them 23-8 to in the third. Well, we kind of talked about it. And, you know, we shot one for nine from the three. We had – you know, four or five threes that rimmed out. You know, and on the other end, they banked in a couple. You know, so you take, you know, you take those two away and add two or three to us, we're up at 20. And I kind of told them that. And I also told them, you know, this is what we've done all year. We've won the third quarter. And uh, I think that's when our pressure defense and the style of play and our pace, I think by the middle of that third quarter, that's where that really starts to kick in for us. Coach, we talk about it until we're blue in the face going from playing in high school gyms where you have the wall in the back to in these bigger arenas. And what is the difference, and how long does it take to kind of get used to shooting in that environment? Well, it's, it's funny you ask that because, you know, yesterday we were off. We went and watched a bunch of games there. And uh, teams that usually score in the 80s and 90s are scoring in the 50s and 60s. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't have that answer. But it has to have something to do with that arena. Because, you know, teams just don't shoot the ball as well as they usually do. Uh, and – us coaches, we all do the same thing. You know, we all try to go practice the bigger arenas. We go to Tech or we go to ULM or Grambling. But there, it's just something different when you get in Burton Coliseum. It takes a while to adjust. Uh, it's also a big deal now that we don't get a chance to even practice in the Coliseum. Uh, you know, you used to get a, a shoot-around set up before you played and you know, get an hour to get in there and get you guys to shoot. But we don't get to do that anymore. So I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these first-half scores are so low. And then players start to get adjusted to those goals in that arena and why the why kind of picks up in the second half. I guess that's just the logistics of having 12 classifications and the number of games being played down there. There's just not enough time in the day to get everybody in there to get a shoot around. That's exactly 
right, because they don't set in the morning and schedule practice times. You know, you're actually playing games at this spot. Do you change your mentality or your philosophy or your game plan because of that? Because, I mean, you look at your guys' stats from hits, you only fired up uh, 12 uh, three-pointer attempts making three of them. Yeah, and that's what we told them at the half. We, we told them to quit shooting threes. You know, go <laughs> go to the rim, put the pressure on them. But that doesn't really change our game plan because we're, our team is built on the defensive end. And it doesn't matter how big the Coliseum is or anything like that. Our guys know how to get down and guard people and pressure people, and we're going to do that no matter where we're playing. All right, what's this experience like as you take your squad down there and you get an opportunity to spend a couple of days with them? Uh, what's it like yeah. just kind of hanging out and then trying to keep them loose, but also then ultimately focused on the task at hand, which is tomorrow morning playing for that title? You know, it, honestly, man, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, these guys, are they've been down here before. You know, We're still young, but we're a year older than we were last year. Uh, these guys have matured a lot since then. Have, you know, have had no trouble uh, getting the guys focused. You know, staying in their rooms and going to bed on time. Waking up at you know, we have breakfast every morning at seven thirty. All the guys are there at seven thirty. You know, after our semifinal win, we knew we had an extra day in there. So yesterday was kind of just a, a day for us to hang out with the family. You know, go and eat, uh, go to Burton, and watch some games together. It, it's been a really good trip. Josh Brown, the head coach at Simsboro, joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline as the Tigers get ready to go after that first state championship since 1975. So, Coach, when I say the name and the program's a Wally, what do you think of? Well, that's exactly right. It's a program. Uh, it's a championship program. They've, they've won several titles over the last few years. Uh, they're very disciplined, very well coached. Uh, defensively, they're similar to us. They like to, they like to get after you, guard you. You know, we're very familiar with them. We play them every year. We played them earlier this year. We kind of know what, what they're going to bring. Uh, on the other side of that, they know what we're bringing. I expect a really good game Saturday. What happened earlier this year against them? Well, you know, we went down there and we beat them, but that was four months ago. And uh, I think we're a lot better than we were four months ago. And by watching all the film on Zwally over the last couple weeks, I think Zwally's a lot better than we were too. You know, I think we both improved. Uh, we're, you know, the the cut right kid is a really good player. That's that's going to be something that we're really going to key on. But, you know, we we know what they're going to do. They're going to play hard. They're going to be really good defensively. They're going to hit the offensive board hard. That's that's one thing we've been pushing is we got to box those guys up. Coach, you mentioned you've been getting the kids up uh, early for a majority of this week. All right, a tip off at 10 a.m. What do you do, and how unusual is that for you guys? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing that we planned a, a tournament in Dallas, Texas, uh, back in December. And now looking back, this thing has worked out pretty good for us because it was a big Highway 5 Classic 2014. And we won our first two games. And then the semifinals for that tournament was at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. So this is kind of something we've heard, we've rehearsed, like a dress rehearsal. You know, we had to get up, eat breakfast, get to that, get to that arena early to play a semifinal game. And we played well. You know, we beat a 5A school out of Dallas, uh, you know, double figures at 9 in the morning. So I think that's something that we can kind of, uh, you know, remind our guys of that we're capable of playing well early in the morning. Will there be anybody left in Simsboro later tonight and then tomorrow morning? I doubt it. Uh, we had a, a really good showing for the semifinal game. Uh, that's one thing about being at Simsboro. Our fan base is just phenomenal. Uh, not only do they come out, we have big numbers, but they really 
they really support our guys. The school has been real supportive. You know, saw several of our teachers and administrators and the fans uh, win tonight. It, it's just a – we have a really good fan base at Tennessee. And finally, Coach, you, you mentioned you've been watching a number of games down there, and, of course, uh, the lack of shooting has been one of the things that stands out for the big picture of high school basketball in the state of Louisiana in that uh, gymnasium, in that arena. Has there been anything else that's really stood out to you? Uh, it really hasn't. You know, I've, I've been down there the last you know, 14, 15 years watching. One thing I've, I've kind of always said, is it seems like the team that really play good defensively are the teams that you see down there. So I think that's a trend. And that's, you know, that's something that we, we preach to our guys, is that defense is what can get you down there. Coach, congratulations on just an amazing run. Hopefully you guys are able to finish it out tomorrow morning. Appreciate the time. Hopefully we'll be talking next week as you guys continue to celebrate a state championship. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate you guys having me on. You bet. Josh Brown, Simsboro's head coach. Defense does win championships, Jake Martin. It does. And I also like that, you know, you never know how teams are going to shoot when they get go to a different environment like that. And so far we've seen they haven't shot it well. That's why I always like those defensive teams, and that's why I was worried about Washita going up against the Landry Walker team that played a lot of great defense this year. All right, let's recap what took place uh, last night. It did feature two of our area teams, and we'll start with the squad that did win and is advancing on. That is uh, Ravel. They had to really sweat this one out against Red River, but they do win 73-69. You talk about uh, shooting. If you would tell me that Ravel in the third quarter would uh, be 3 of 16 from the field, mm. I would say you're nuts. They're yeah. going to make just three field goals in one quarter, as high potent offense as that has been this year. You simply can't settle for shots in Lake Charles. you got to take it to the hoop, and that's what they did in the fourth quarter, and a lot of it came off of turnovers. Yeah, the turnovers, uh, Red River finishes with 15, Ravel with 10. Ravel had five players in double figures, of course, being led by the outstanding playmaker in Malik Wilson. The uh, junior had 26 points, five assists, 12 rebounds. He didn't uh, have a problem at the free throw line, making 12 of 16. He was 7 of 15 from the field. Afterwards, Damon West was asked about having to really gut this one out in a four-point victory in the semifinals against Red River. We, we thank God we got out, man. They played hard, and we're getting everybody best shot, and that's, that's, we expect that. So glad we got the win. We, we shot too many long shots. I mean, we made some of them, but we were missing more than we made. So it, it became a problem, and, and we wanted to get some things going to the rim, and that's what we were able to do. Yeah, they fired up a 28 three-pointers, only converted on five of those. Now you get this matchup uh, in the championship game versus North Caddo. Very good North Caddo squad, but a team that Rabel saw last year but only won by six points, 62-56. to 56. Yeah, if you're going by the recent trend, it's going to be a grinder. How, how opposite is this? You know, we saw Rabel beating teams by 70-something points early on. Now they're starting to face some really good competition in 2A. And I feel like we might have disrespected the competition a little bit. And I've, I'm definitely calling myself out there with the 25 <laughs> points. They're still averaging, you know, average margin of victory is 34 points. But getting a little tighter down the stretch. So maybe uh, – maybe. So you're not feeling as confident now that they're going to win No, I don't know if it's just average. because of uh, – I don't know what the deal is, why, why it's been a little bit closer. I think Ravel on paper is still much better teams than the teams that they're playing. But uh, I, maybe it's the pressure. Maybe it's, you know, following through with this win streak and winning that title. I don't know. But I would not be surprised to see yet another tight game. 
We had a feeling that Landry Walker and Washita would go right down the wire just because of the styles that they play very similar to each other. That was certainly the case, and unfortunately, the Lions do fall 60-57. to 57. They had some opportunities, in fact, led late in this ballgame, but down the stretch, Landry Walker pulls away with a three-point win. Yeah, they had an opportunity. Elijah Hall hit a three-pointer, uh, less than a minute left to go, and then they got a steal, and actually Paul King hit two free throws to get it within one, but Landry Walker uh, was able to, um, to get the ball inbounded and uh, won the game 60-57. to 57. Uh, Willie LaPoole did have an opportunity there at the end to perhaps send it into overtime. Yeah. Shot was off the mark. Uh, it was a low percentage shot, just as, as far away as like it was. Like a half-court heave. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they fall. The Lions do 60-57. to 57. Afterwards, Jeremy Madison on the Lions and how they were not able to get by Landry Walker in the semis. A couple of missed free throws here. Uh, missed shots around the basket there. Uh, loose balls went their way tonight. And, uh, just hats off to those guys, Landry Walker. Uh, at times, we didn't execute the game plan. You know, we let number zero get uh, get off a shot. I told the guys he could shoot really well. Uh, we let number one get shots off. We let, I told them that he could shoot really well as well. Uh, for the most part, we did a decent job. You know, uh, I think at times they, they broke us down defensively by getting into the paint. But uh, at times, we did, we did have mental lapses as far as following the game plan. Cheerleaders were not in the press room afterwards. That was just my audio mix. Oh, good. I thought it added some spice to it, Aaron. Well, thank you. Uh, so now you look at uh, the matchups that we have today. You have uh, Summerfield playing for a state championship. They'll go up against uh, Simpson at noon and then at 2 o'clock. How about Delhi going after the school's first ever state championship on the boys' side? They're going to go up against White Castle. You look at the Bears. It's been a tremendous season. The last time they were in the finals was sometime in the 70s. Overall, you look at this school. The girls winning the school's third ever state championship. The boys not going after the first. Pretty special year in Delhi. I had an opportunity to catch up with their uh, head coach, Ramon Lusk, earlier this week to talk a little bit about Delhi and, of course, what it would take for the Bears to win a title. We always said at the beginning of the year uh, the 1A state championship would have to come through District 2-1A. So whether it be Tensaw, whether it be us, it was going to be one of us or both of us in that, that championship game. What's it going to take for you to win a state championship on Friday? Uh, the least amount of turnovers, um, boxing out and rebounding, and just defensive intensity. This community loves their basketball. What's it been like as the girls have had their success and then to top it off with you guys? Um, it's been wonderful. They've won for so many years. Uh, district champs, I think, 14, 15 years in a row. Uh, the boys had a hiccup last year. We finished runner-up, and that was extra incentive and motivation for this season. So just the, the main support with the community, um, the schools, just bringing this whole town closer together. Should be fun. Delhi going for that state championship. So four area teams still in the hunt for titles in the 12 classifications. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we look forward to a big weekend of high school and high school baseball and softball. Big tournament taking place. Washita's head coach, Tim Whitman, running the show. He will join us after the break on this show. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust. 
and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Hey, this is Doug Gottlieb with a very important message. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car in the tracks, you're right, it will, about a mile after it hits you, which surprisingly happens more than you think to people who try and beat trains across the tracks. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. So next time you see a train approaching, don't try and beat it, because statistics show you might lose. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Football's over. Some teams just couldn't get it together. Now they're trying to figure out what went wrong. Too bad they couldn't use AutoZone's Fix Finder tool. When your check engine light comes on, the Fix Finder tool helps you troubleshoot the problem for free. So you can fix it right the first time. You can even get a list of repair shops if you need it. And it's one more way that AutoZone helps your tax refund go further. So stop in today and get in the zone. AutoZone. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. It's going to be a big weekend for uh, high school baseball and softball. A number of huge matchups. One big softball tournament taking place at uh, different fields across northeast Louisiana. And now join us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline, Washtenaw Head Coach Tim Whitman. What up, bud? Good morning, guys. Yeah, a little windy out there? What, you at Wrigley? Yeah, you know, when you got a big tournament, you got to be everywhere. I'm trying to step inside now to get out of the wind, so I don't want to mess you up. You inside guys are not used to all this. <laughs> Taking shots Already. right from the get-go, man. What is up with that? Uh, how many teams you got coming in uh, to the area participating in this tournament this weekend? We got 45 coming in for the weekend. One of the bigger tournaments, or how did this kind of evolve for you? Well, when I start, first got here, we started, started the tournament, and, and it's just grown. Uh, when you when you get quality teams, and, and this year is no exception, we've got probably a state champion from every class almost coming in, or or at least one that's been in the it was was in the in the finals or the semifinals. And so teams just want to come play good competition this time of the year, getting ready for you know a district start and everything else. So we've been able to generate it, and, and you know ULM's helping us and and starting the complex down the road. We were supposed to play some of this at starting the complex, and it's still a little bit back, but it's going to be there. And people want to have good facilities, and so this area is starting to get good facilities, so we're able to play some. Tim, what does that mean for uh, Northeast Louisiana in the future with tournaments when you look at what they've done out at Sterling's and, of course, what ULM has done in the last two years? I guess that makes these tournaments possible. Yes, you know, the the, the turf is good and bad. You know, uh, uh, some purists don't like playing on the turf, but in terms of tournaments, when you got all the rain chances, and we have a little bit on Saturday, and so we're going to have to – fight around that a little bit but when you have the turf and you can play as soon as the rain stops that's huge for a sport like ours which is you know conducted in the outside and in this time of the year which is a usually a rainy season anyway and so all of that comes into play when the uh 
the uh, the time for tournaments come to play. And then also too is they've done a pretty good job in the area of also not only building the facilities, but uh, but but funding the the support of them. You know, the maintenance, the upkeep, those kind of things. And that's important. Some of the places that we go to have have had great facilities, but their upkeep has not been good. And so that's also a big thing for the community to to be able to keep supporting them and and making sure the upkeep is good, so we can you know continue to have good facilities. You mentioned the 45 teams and kind of putting this field together. Uh, how does that all play out, or how does talk us through the logistics of you reaching out and getting these teams up here? Well, once we get them and figure out who's coming, and we you know, we make some phone calls, but hey, we got a pretty good tournament. We've got some good teams coming, and a lot of the, a lot of the guys from all over want to come. Then we sort of try to match them up in terms of uh, you know some pools. We don't necessarily have it directly into each pool play, but try to match them up with the competition so that. You know, they can get some of the teams that maybe they're going to play in the playoffs or 4A teams to 4A teams and 5A to 5A, but also some good matchups that, that will, will get them better. Because this time of the year, we're still figuring out, you know, what's going on with our teams and trying to, you know, get everything gelled together, sort of getting on this end of March run into April. And so this time of the year, teams are still working. But to play good competition, that's the way you figure things out. You, you, uh, you get better by playing good people. Tim, from a guy that has coached in the college level, now in the high school ranks, we talk about the quality of play in the state of Louisiana on the diamond for softball squads. Is it approved over the last three to five years? I think so, um, Aaron. It, it, it's the, one, the biggest thing, I think, is getting more quantity. There's always been that quality kid, you know, here or there that could play at any level and, and play at the elite Division One level. But I think you see with the um, – the better travel teams in certain places and teams, kids going different places. There's there's becoming more of a quality, a quantity of key, key kids. You know, there's a bigger group that to pick from that. Uh, you know, the LSU's um, and, and and everybody are looking at. And so I think that is has definitely improved in the last two or three years. And and hopefully, you know, as we as as, as the area keeps improving and keep working in like these facilities and, and getting getting better on a day to day basis, playing summer travel ball and those kind of things, along with the the good high school teams that this quality will continue to, to get bigger and bigger and, and get more kids, you know, in, in, into, at the next level. We've talked at Stink about a travel ball on the baseball side. Are you a big fan of it in softball? You know, uh, it, it, it has its ups and downs. There are, there's still, you know, I hate to say the word daddy ball, but there's still some of that going on. And, and uh, you know, and, and it's gotten a little bit to the point of it's just uh, getting the best players and going to play. There's not a lot of quality teaching going on. The benefit of it is the fact that they do go play some high-quality people. When you go to a, a big tournament in Texas or you can go to the Colorado tournament and you travel to these different places, or even some te- some places in Louisiana now that since we have some, some better teams, you see better pitching, you see better uh, hitters, you see a comp- combination of, of, of better defenses. And so you only improve yourself. I was just talking to a coach this morning about pitching has – become a situation where you're back to where you have to really do a good job pitching because everybody has seen the fast. You can't just blow it by people anymore because they've seen this quality pitching, and so speed is not going to do it. You've got to be able to locate the ball. You've got to be able to change speed. You've got to really pitch to get kids out these days because they have seen quality pitching, and that's because of the travel ball because they're able to go places. If you just play in your area, you just don't have the number of pitchers to be able to face on a regular basis. So it is good. But there are some issues in terms of development of these kids, you know, that, that still need to be worked out, and, and, and that's got to be handled other ways. Speaking of improving the quality of opponents, you guys certainly aren't dodging anyone. One of the heavyweights in, of course, Louisiana softball. 
Who made out this schedule, and how difficult did you try to make it? <laughs> well, I guess I'm the I'm the culprit there, but uh, uh, you know that was the play going in, and you know I mean, I think that we're talented, and I think we've got some still some things to figure out. But um, you know, going into it, you know, we we wanted to be prepared for the for the playoffs if we you know if we can luckily enough get together and get everything figured out to get in the playoffs. But um, you know, I, I everybody I scheduled. I made it out. You know, you can't do anything about your district, but our district's tough enough as it is, so that's, that, that that takes care of itself. But everybody else and everywhere else I win, even when we went to Houston, you know, two weeks ago, we're trying to play good teams to make us better because that's the only way. Win or lose, if you, if you play good teams, you're going to learn something about your team and, and hopefully improve it and work on it and get it better. And full disclosure, I mean, you had a tough game last night against Ruster. Yeah, you know, uh, everybody in our district's tough, and, and – and, and we didn't play well early, and, and then we then we got going. And, and give credit to Rush, and they played really well. They they uh, they battled all game. They did some good things. Tim Smith, uh, a good coach over there, and doing a good job. And and our district's a war. I mean, uh, it, it's going to be a battle every every game we play. And that, and that and that makes us better too. Some districts are not as, as tough, and so they don't really. Some teams don't get stuff out of their districts. We do. We get we get quality teams out of our district. And last night was one of those things. When you don't play well, and you don't. You know, you're not ready to, to step up. Everybody's going to give you their best game, and wrestling's good enough that if if you don't if you don't have your A game there, you know they beat you. And they did a good job last night. I had hats off to them. All right, Tim. Uh, if there's a listener or two out there, perhaps one media member that's looking at one or two games for this tournament this weekend, is there one or two that you could circle that we need to get out and see? Oh man, I got a couple of key, uh, some pretty good matchups. Uh, one is uh, Oak Grove and Lasalle is playing in basically a uh, a repeat of the finals last year. They're playing tonight, actually. Um, we have uh, North Soto is playing Ash uh, tonight. That's that's two, you know, four A state champion, and then and then a quarterfinal, uh, semifinal game. Uh, people that Ash is, is back loaded again. Um, we play Menard, who Menard is, is perennial in there, and we, and we so it's across the board. I mean, almost if you show up at any of these places, you're going to get some quality matches. From from one A to three, and then tomorrow, you know, if the rain holds out, uh, we play Airline. Airline's got a kid um, signed with LSU pitching, and and uh, Calvary plays Caldwell, who Caldwell has aspirations, uh, you know, been doing really good, and looking at you know three A level, and so, man, there's there's just across the board, there's some good ones, but definitely tonight, five thirty and seven thirty, there are some quality matchups at ULM and uh, at the ULM game field and our ULM intramural field uh, that you can come see. All right, Tim, finally, I was having a discussion with a buddy who lives in uh, Florida and his daughter is in high school athletics. In Florida, they have started flag football for girls. It is a sanctioned sport. So as soon as he told me that, and he said the popularity continues to grow and it's a sport that's played in the spring, the first guy I thought about was you and what kind of impact that would have on softball. Could you ever imagine that happening in the state of Louisiana, flag football for girls? Uh, I hope not, and and I would say that we, it would be some interest. Uh, the girls, you know, love getting out there. You know, you have those powder puff games and those things. They love getting out there and playing and competing, and 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 doing something like that. Well, we're just, you know, I, I was telling somebody the other day, it's it's so hard now with the athletes that are spread out all all over the things. And and I'm and I am full support of kids playing more than one sport. You know, if if there's good coaching in all those sports and good discipline, hey, go play those sports and enjoy yourself. But boy, it's just getting so spread out now that it's hard to to get any quality uh, working in your sport. So I'm not sure I'd be a big fan, but I but I'd probably agree with him. It probably would be a big hit because these girls would enjoy doing it. 
Jake, could you sense uh, Tim cringing when I, I brought up s- flag football? I today? heard him sighing as yes. you asked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think about it, not that sport, but other sports that they've, they've mentioned about coming here. And, and I, yeah, it, it does sort of it, – it, it, uh, it does make me sort of pause a little bit when I think about the – the the uh, the thinness that we have now, even being thinner as we go out there, and then two, I mean, just getting the media out there to cover the sports we have now sometimes <laughs> is tough. So you know, I wouldn't want to have another sport that would take them away from you know covering us any other time. You know, uh, coach, uh, congratulations on uh, hosting this tournament. We hope to get out to a game uh, here very soon. And hey, uh, Jake will probably take some su- time off this summer. Who knows? Maybe we can get you in here to co-host again one day. Hey, sounds good, man. Y'all doing a great job, man. We appreciate y'all. Thank you, sir. Tim Whitman, Washita's uh, head softball coach. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was funny. I could hear him sighing, though, when you asked that. <laughs> the more I thought about it, though, expenses, uh, I mean, how cheap it would be. In yeah. Of Title IX. And then, you have, you know. But the only thing is, then, you, I mean, you got softball, you got a track and field, throwing another you can't sport. Keep up. Yeah. But here's the deal <clears throat> get back to Washita softball real quick, because I do want to give them their due. They are fun to watch. And I know they were fun to watch last year because they were just like, you go out there and you see home run after home run after home run. It's kind of going the same route this year. They're giving up more runs than I expected, but they're playing really good competition early. But they're also still bringing the bats to the table. So if you want to go watch some home runs, man, go watch some Washtenaw softball. And listen, we understand coach talk, and we get that lip service all the time, our district, this and that. But sure. Rustin did beat Washtenaw last night 7-5. to five. Yeah, and I mean, of course, you got Ash in there. West Monroe just got a big win against Ash yesterday, too. So it, that is a very, very tough district. Flag football? I think it'd be cool. Uh, it gives you one more thing to cover. That's Aaron. all right. I'm all for that. Okay, how many softball games have you been to yet? It's still early it's in the year. It's still early in the year, yeah. exactly, but you still haven't got to one. I'm hoping to get to one, one later today. How's that? There you go. Well, then you'd have to go to flag football after that. I'm all for it. Okay. 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive is back after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. You want new window tinting for your car, and you're getting tax money back from Uncle Sam. Bring that combo to Magic Glass and Tint in West Monroe, and let us tint you up. Not only does professional tinting from Magic Glass keep your car cool, but it protects the interior from harmful, damaging UV rays, all at very affordable prices. Expert window tinting and accessories for your car or truck. Magic does it all. Magic Glass and Tint, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe.
grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Got a couple of texts here. You can join the conversation, 888-993-7762, Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. Bo says Coach Josh Brown is the boss at Simsboro. Is a boss. Come on, Aaron. There's a there's a distinction there. Mm, sorry. Um, and yesterday we were talking about our bucket list, and I said I would like to go see a Clemson game in primetime. And uh, yesterday somebody texted in and said that Tech's playing them in 2021, but it, it is actually – this text says, I was wrong yesterday. It's La Tech at Clemson in 2022, which is accurate if you look at the FBS future schedules. How fun would that be? Mm-hmm. You know, if you anticipate Clemson still being one of the premier colleges, you know, at that time, that would be really, really cool. I don't know if it would be a primetime game, you know, but it would still be really cool to get to see all that. I traveled with the team uh, one year when uh, Luke McConnell was a quarterback, and they went to uh, Penn State in Happy Valley. Oh. And that was a pretty good experience. I bet, man. Just to, to be in that stadium and, and to kind of see what that was like and – how it is just, I mean, literally, the stadium's out there in the, you know, not in the middle of nowhere in the town, but the town's literally in the middle of nowhere. And then, of course, the stretch of restaurants and bars and the whole college setting. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I imagine going to a whiteout game there. That would be really, really cool. Mm. What else you got? Oh, spring football, by the way, uh, kicking off. I think the, the Bulldogs either start uh, today or this weekend. I know Grambling starts on Monday. Yeah, I think LSU starts Sunday. So. I looked at a ULM's website. I haven't seen anything on uh, spring football and when they get underway. <laughs> That's three. I've counted three times you've thrown shade. Keep it up. We'll see if we can get to four before the show ends. Um, yeah, spring football starting. Let me let me say this. Uh, I've got I've, I wrote down three different questions for you for this segment. We'll start with the first being related to spring football. I saw some stories about you know Ed Orgeron made some comments. And I already had this, like, sigh slash I, I don't care attitude. Like, I just read it. And I was like, I, I, I don't want to read this. All right, let me read the comments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with that said, let me read it to you again. Uh, this was with the uh, radio interview he did uh, yesterday with ESPN in Baton Rouge. And it's, it's nothing really newsworthy. It's nothing it's newsworthy. Same, That's exactly right. It's That's the why same dialogue that we continue to hear, and it's what you're going to hear from uh, spring football reports, and then, of course, you'll hear in the fall. His comments about the quarterback situation, it's going to be continue to be the major talking point at LSU, it seems like, forever, uh, was I see talent in all three guys. I believe in, in them. I do believe LSU is going to have a quarterback we've been looking for for a long, long time. He did mention somebody's got to step up. That's been the question here around LSU for a long time. We feel like we have three outstanding quarterbacks. I feel like we have an outstanding quarterback coach and Steve Ensminger, a great offensive coordinator. <laughs> you put me to sleep. Yeah. You put me to sleep. I mean, that's not – none of that makes sense to me. Like, none of that is, is newsworthy. Like, that's it's just – Justin McMillan, when they throw him into the conversation with Miles Brennan and Loyal Narcissus, he's just the guy – He's the guy, junior, hey, so. we appreciate his efforts. We appreciate his practice time. Yeah. We will say your name. There's yes. a name drop for you, Justin. Uh, Narcisse, I mean, literally, this kid hasn't played in how long now, considering the injuries that he had in the high school run? Well, I think Narcisse is actually in the conversation. Because 
if you just go off of the practice reports, he was tearing it up. He was finally getting healthy before the bowl game. The practice reports where the media is not allowed are. to uh, be in the practice yeah, to start with. So the reports are coming from, from the Ed Orgeron yes. and the Sports Information Department, correct? Yes. Okay. So this was my question before right. you went ahead and just read everything. Are you tired, and I think we've already answered this, are you tired of the same old question, who's going to be the LSU quarterback? I'm sick of it. Yes. I'm sick to death of it. I don't. At this point, I don't care. I just want somebody to go out there, and we'll see how they do. But you know what's going to happen, Aaron, for the next, what is it, March? For the next six months, yeah. we're going to sit here, and we're going to break down every yeah. quarterback. We're going to talk about their, their throwing motion, mm -hmm. their awareness in the pocket, what they look like in the spring game. We'll talk about that for months and months. Yeah. And we'll, we can go back and revisit it and dissect it and look at the game tape. It doesn't matter, man. It, it's it's all going to be the same. We're not going to know until they get out yeah. there. And guess what? They got Miami first, a team that fed off of turnovers yeah. last year. That's not a good situation to start off with. That Miami game is going to tell you what type of season else she's going to have. If they lose that game, you could really be staring at a 7-5 and five year. They win that game. I think you could be looking at a nine and three season. Listen, I'm not going. I don't like coming to the defense of uh, Ed Orgeron, but literally, what are you expecting the guy to say? I, this is what, what he's supposed to say, and the I questions are going to continue to be asked. I get it. I'm just saying, I'm tired of it. Uh, Mike in Monroe joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. What up, Mike? How goes it? Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Good. What's on your mind? I think it's a reasonable question y'all guys were just talking about. I think it's, it's within reason because I think you're going to always get that question in reference to the quarterback position at LSU because of the, the skilled players. You know, you know, when you look at the skilled players that have, have gone to the NFL from the running back position to the, to the receiver position, you know, I think it's, it's noteworthy because a lot of fans and people just basic, just football fans say, hey, these are great skill players. We just need the quarterback to put the ball in their hand. And I think that's a reasonable question that, that people kind of get frustrated when you look at Odell Beckham, look at DJ Chark, who's, who's about to blow it up in the NFL, and uh, I believe he is. Uh, you look at all these guys, solid NFL players. I mean, guys that have, you know, from running back position, you know, little from that, enough said, uh, Alfred Blue. You look at all these guys that, you know, compared to, the, to a Alabama, if you compare the compare the skill players to, to to LSU skill players, the frustration is quarterback. Who can you get to put the ball in these guys' hands? Sure, and, and I'm I'm not discrediting that question. It's a newsworthy question because of things you just said. My question is, are you tired of it? Like I, I feel like every single year, like you've stated. Uh -huh. We talk about this. Who's going to be the quarterback? Is somebody actually going to progress as a quarterback and, and be able to get the ball to these guys? It's just like it seems like every single year we're in the same boat. And I'm just tired of asking the question and dissecting these guys that, quite frankly, we haven't really seen in a game environment. We saw bits and pieces of Miles Brennan, but we haven't seen enough to really dissect him and give you a preview of what he can do this year. Yeah, and, 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 and I, to, I played offensive line from middle school all the way up through college. That's the most important question to me. Do you have a jailed group of offensive linemen that can control the line of scrimmage? For example, the national championship game. Alabama lost the first half on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. But they won that game on the line of scrimmage, with control the line of scrimmage. And if you look at LSU's recent history, their line of scrimmage, when it comes to the offensive line, has not been up a tier. That's what you need to focus on. If you're a fan and you know 
that they, 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 he's going out and get that this year, within the next year or two, I think that question will be handled more so than the quarterback position. Because if you give McCarron time at Alabama with the four offensive line that McCarron had, he's an all-world quarterback. You know, he, he made, that's a pro offensive line. That's what LSU really needs to focus on. I think he has in the last two recruit classes. He's gone out and got pieces, even though he's lost a lot of kids at the, at the interior line. If he can get eight solid offensive linemen, the quarterback question will be answered quickly. Mike, appreciate the call. Good stuff, bud. Good stuff, Great. Mike. Y'all have a nice day. It is, uh, and you'll hear the dialogue, and of course, all last year, last two years, propping up Danny Etling, and now after he's gone, it takes on a whole different <laughs> tone of conversation coming from Ed Orgeron. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it's, or I thought you were about to go the way of fans were going to start to miss Danny Etling. Yeah. I think that could be the case. Right. I feel like he will be missed when he's gone. Now, he didn't light the world on fire. We know this. He was he didn't have the greatest talent in the world, but he was a game manager. And at times when you have the athletes that LSU has, that should be good enough. Now, what Mike just said, they didn't really have the offensive line to that they normally have last year. They, they were really uh, short on depth. Yeah. This year, they went out and they got some big guys. So they are going to be deeper. I think the offensive line is going to be a strength of this team. You know, by the time the season starts, I think offensive line and wide receiver will be the strengths of this team. Can you get a running back? Can Nick Brissett, you know, be the guy he was in high school? He hasn't really been what people thought he would be in college. Um, of course, he had an injury that kind of derailed him early on in his career. But can he be that guy? Of course, you're not going to have somebody replace Darius Geis. I mean, he's, you know, I think he had two once-in-a-generation backs running backs back-to-back if you're LSU with, with Leonard Fournette and Darius Guy. So you can't expect that type of production, but can you get a guy who can give you a little something to help Miles Brennan or Loyal Narcisse, whoever you got back there? I also find it ironic that uh, Texas Tech is going to play such a big part of LSU season next year with Giles, the two kids man. that they're going to be tempted on. Uh, we know about Giles and, of course, getting to wear number seven and all the praise that Orgeron has piled on him. In this interview with uh, ESPN Baton Rouge uh, yesterday, he continued to mention the other Texas Tech transfer, the kid on the defensive line. Really don't know how to pronounce his name right. yet, okay. but that will change here very soon. And what kind of impact he can make on that line starting alongside Rashard Lawrence. So this isn't just uh, hot air that he's spewing because I'll give Orgeron credit all year last year. He said our best lineman isn't eligible. He, th- he said Fajoko was the best defensive lineman. He just wasn't eligible. And then Tyler Shelvin was the other guy that he pointed to, and he wasn't eligible either. So, yeah, this is going to be a big difference maker for LSU because, again, they were depth, they were thin on the defensive line as well. So let me get this right. So Texas Tech gets their butt whooped against LSU a couple of years ago to make matters worse, then they go ahead and steal two of your players <laughs> from yeah. that team. Yeah. <laughs> Insult to injury there. Um, I got one more quick question before right. we get to break. Do we have time? Yeah, sure. I was wondering, just because it's March Madness time, who is the dream? This we could do a whole segment on this. Who is the dream team announced team? I'm talking about spanning all sports because March Madness. I think of, you know, Vern. I think of Jim Nance with Bill Rafferty. Would you put those guys up against like a Keith Jackson and Dan Fouts or Keith Jackson? Really, anybody? Um, or you know what? I'll throw Joe Buck and John Smoltz to the conversation because I thought John Smoltz was so good last year in the World Series. 
Um, throw them a conversation. Al Michaels, John Madden. Ah, that sounds like a top ten Thursday right there. Ooh. Best announcers. Maybe this is a tease yeah. for something to come. Maybe we can get to that next week. Look, look at Jake. Already doing his homework, his prep work. That's right. Let's take a timeout. You can weigh in on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline, 888-993-7762. We'll wrap up the week coming up next with our parting shots. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sideline, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR, Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK. BOR, we are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly sunny skies with warm temperatures today at a high of 72 degrees. Increasing cloudiness with a 50% chance of rain on tonight with a low 52. Cloudy skies with an 80% chance of rain on tomorrow at a high of 71 degrees. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. We always like to conclude our week with a conversation with Joey Trappé. Hey, Jake, you know, this would probably be a great weekend. The wife's out of town, Stop. little hoops going on. You go uh, have a couple wings, perhaps I'd pick up the bill. Oh, I forgot I got to work this weekend. <laughs> Joey, what's going hey. on, bud? Man, nothing much, guys. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day today. Uh, oh, Warhawks got a, a big game tonight. Uh, we're gonna have that streamed on the big screen nice. at Fieldhouse, and uh, I tell you what, man, the crawfish are looking about as pretty as they've looked all year. Finally, the price is below five dollars a pound, and um, we're able to start getting the select crawfish now. So we're we're proud to be serving the biggest crawfish in town at, at Crawfish City at Fieldhouse. And by the way, I went there uh, last week or the week before. Uh, fantastic. I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Uh, what, tell me a little bit about that. You talk about the biggest in the area. How does that come about? Well, we got a pretty good farmer, man. Uh, you know, we, we're pretty loyal to this guy. 
Um, you know, we, we, we buy 100% of our crawfish from him, so he kind of takes care of us uh, from the sense of making sure we have the, the utmost quality product, and that's something we put a lot of pride into. And, uh, you know, the, the minute we're able to buy select crawfish, we do. Uh, you know, the first half of this year has been kind of tough with the, the cold. Uh, that kind of prevented the, the bigger crawfish from coming out. But, man, I tell you what, now we got we got some big crawfish. So if, you, you, if you're needing some for a boil at home, uh, live crawfish, we got you covered there. Uh, but if you want to come in, sit down, and have a great time uh, with your family, uh, you, need to, you need to come to Crawfish City or Fieldhouse because I tell you what, man, it's a, it's a, it's a happening time right now at both of those spots. All right, Joey, uh, we all love the football season, but in terms of uh, March Madness, how much do you enjoy and what does it mean for, of course, the Fieldhouse to go up there and check out a few games? Oh, man, you know, that's definitely a time of the year we look forward to at Fieldhouse for nine years, man. It's just, uh, you know, we, we, we throw out some really cool drink specials. You know, this year we uh, we, we got some 32-ounce mugs that um, are 7 bucks for your first one and dollar refills from there, there on. So um, it's going to be a... You know, a fun place to be, a fun place to watch games. You know, we got 17 different TVs, uh, eight-foot projected screen there at Fieldhouse, so it, it definitely caters to the to the group of people that are going to want to sit down and watch games for a while. Uh, you know, Traps is going to be another, you know, lo- location. That bar in there is very homey. And, uh, you know, Crawford City, too. You know, we got five five TVs over there. Um that are that have great viewing uh, angles to them. Got a big 65-inch TV on one wall, so uh, that's a you know a good spot to, to hunker down and watch a game if you want to peel some tails and drink some suds and watch some games. And then you know Portico, we got those eight uh, big old TVs in there too. So uh, we got you covered anywhere you want, you know. But uh, like I said, I think the, from the crawfish standpoint, I, I just can't touch enough on on the crawfish because man, I'm, I've really been impressed with the the quality of products we get. And everybody looks forward to a good brunch on Sunday. I know that continues to take off at Portico. Yeah, you know, in this town, a lot of places are closed on Sunday. So, um, you know, we, we found a little niche there, and, and brunch has um, been good to us, man. So, uh, you know, get out of church with you and your family, and you want to grab a good little brunch, Portico's a, a good spot to be, man. It's, um, it's, really, it's really taking off there. Appreciate the time, Joey. We'll see you this weekend at one of the four places, Traps, uh, Crawfish City, Fieldhouse, and Portico. Thanks, bud. I'm in. Joey Trapek. You still give me that look every week, man. Because you can't pay up your bets, man. Busy man. Busy man. Got to fit you in the schedule. Okay. Well, maybe one day. Uh, Can we do it before 2018 ends? Oh, yeah. Okay. That'd be good. That'll certainly happen. The thing is, uh, I figured you being a lightweight, it'd probably be about five wings. We could probably just look on the child's menu. Oh, okay. We could just start with that. And okay, Aaron, that. you said yeah. you've got to fit him in the schedule. What do you have a schedule of bets you've got to pay off? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. That is a good point, <laughs> Great point. Might have a problem. <laughs> you can start winning these bets, buddy. That's why you're working so many jobs. That, that's right. Uh, it is party shot. Welcome to a tradition unlike any other. Uh, I took my opponent lightly. I mean, take a look at him. Um, the last time anybody with highlights ever hit a golf ball was, what, Guy Ferrari on one of those Edom shows. Shamalama Ding Dong, and they're like, where would one come up with something that stupid? I play poorly. I have no excuses for that. He played poorly, too, but that's his, that's his game. Second place. Woo! 
goes to. It was embarrassment to, to my family lineage, and I vow to avenge myself. This is what it's like when the big weenie starts to have a meltdown. You know, when, 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 when Al Michaels snuck out on the 17th and screamed. I knew it was over. It, it, it's over. You know, I always sit on a sandwich while I drive. That way it's nice and warm by the time I pull up to the next diner. <laughs> One of the few bets I won when I put a whooping on the Tomcat on that day. An eventful day. Always God, remember. This. It's a beautiful day. How nice would it be just to skip out of work today and go play golf? You're in a much better mood than you were. You want to talk about Jamil Hill and uh, Stephen, uh, what's his name? Michael Smith. Michael Smith. You want to bring them up again? And, and this Rosillo. this would be a great music sound bed for the end of Sports Center Six. It fades into the sunset. Michael Smith and Jamil Hill. How long did they last? <laughs> Could somebody tell us how long did they last? Uh, wasn't very long. Yeah, year and a half. Year and a half. Okay, thanks. They'll be on ESPN Ocho or something that's very similar to it very soon. ESPN Ocho. <laughs> that was a great day, by the way. With the dodgeball and the what else did they have? Your 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 game that you love. You don't you know what I'm talking about with the beanbag where you throw it in the uh, cornhole. Cornhole, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, the cornhole championships. Yes. Hey, by the way, I understand uh, they're starting some curling leagues in Shreveport, trying to get that thing off the ground. Yeah, or yeah. off the ice. <laughs> All right, what you got? A week of bad puns. <laughs> uh, what I have, Aaron, is. I'm going to take this comment and go off of this. Ken Taylor texts in and says, I've never heard a sports analyst say they are tired of analyzing, dissecting, opinionating <laughs> on a topic. Heck, that's what you do for a living. Nice, Ken. I like it. That's a so, parting shot. My thing is, though, like, I'm just being – I mean, we're going to do it. But my th- I'm just being honest about it. Like, what have we seen from Miles Brennan? We saw a little bit. What have we seen from Lil Narcisse? Nothing. Mm. We saw a little bit in the spring game last year. So what we're going to do is – because it happens every year. We're going to take this spring game, we're going to overanalyze it, and we're going to make predictions about how good the quarterback's going to be or how bad they're going to be. And then Ed Orgeron's going to make a comment here and there, just like he did yesterday. And we're going to, Aaron Dietrich's going to get on there. He's going to read those comments. They're not going to make any difference as to, as to anything. I'm just tired of that position. I'm just tired of breaking down that position. Can I honestly say that? Mm-hmm. We're going to still break it down, but I'm just tired of it being a storyline every single year. For me, I'm more interested in the left guard. For me, I'm more interested in how the offensive line does gel together. I'm more interested in how they deal with the lack of depth in the defensive backfield this year, more specifically at cornerback. I want to see how they handle that. Those are more intriguing to me. Mm. All right, I'll offer this challenge. It has been not a good year for a Northeast Louisiana high school athletics or sports, the number of championships, correct? Can we agree? Yes, we we are in full agreement. Oh, it's time to step up this weekend. It's time to bring some titles and some trophies back, correct? Bring back the hardware. Four, in action. Got Summerfield versus uh, Simpson today at noon. And then on uh, Saturday, you have a couple of games, including uh, Simsboro versus Zawali. We also have today Delhi versus uh, White Castle at two. I knew I was missing two. Two today, two tomorrow. Can we go four for four? Mm. Two for four, three for four is more likely. Yeah. Are we as confident about Rabel as we have been in the last three months? Not as confident, but I will say this. I, I think the locks are since Brown and Rabel. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, I am, will bet that we go at least two and four. 
So we are in the world of uh, hyperbole. We go from having the conversation of Rabel having one of the best teams in Northeast Louisiana's history in the last decade to the point now we're thinking they may not be able to win Just a 2A state championship. No, I, they're going to win. They're still going to win. Just don't settle for shots. I don't want to see them going out there and settle for shots. Take it to the hoop. You're more athletic. Get out and run, what you normally do. So, uh, Tabor, are you squeezing into a, a Simsboro T-shirt come tomorrow? I'm, I might wear one up here to the studio. Okay. All right. I like Simsboro in that game. After just watching both the semifinal games, I thought Simsboro is the superior team. Nice analysis there from Jake Martin. Thank yeah, you. We had a solid week. It was okay. could always be better. Yes, it could. We'll try again next week, hopefully, Monday morning, 7 a.m. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.